0: Hello, welcome to Each One Pull One Up, E1P1U. My name is Clarence Jones, and today we're doing the response to Giants Don't Destroy; They Build the Unimaginable. Um, No one in the room as of as of now, but that's okay. As they come in, we can start discussing. Um, Today, I want to put this response in sort of like three or four parts. Um, The first part is going to be how do words destroy dealing with parents. Um, relationships, kids. And then at the end, we'll go about how do you build the unimaginable? The unimaginable being build up your family, build up your, par- um, build up your kids as a parent. How do you build yourself up as self-help? Um, so today I want to start off with a um, topic that has been pretty hot, and it's Kirk Franklin and his son. Um, when I first seen it, um, my opinion was, yes, Kirk should have cursed him out. He should have cursed him out. Um, he's a grown man. This is what he should have done because he's not responsible for him. But the more time that I had to think about it, it made me start to wonder, okay, is this the first time? Is this the only time? Um, when Kirk called him a um, bitch ass, regardless what was said, regardless how old he how old he is, he's getting called that by his father. Um, so it's not like getting called that by someone else that is in the street or one of your friends or one of your old friends. This is coming from your father. So these words are words that sting, um, regardless of the age. you see a lot of people say he's 33. He shouldn't have recorded his father. He shouldn't have did this. You're right. I agree. But how much of this is from childhood Um, most time as adults we react because not because we're mad we react because we are hurt so is his son hurt Um, the therapy that he's getting is the can you really find a fair therapist um, when you're Kirk Franklin versus your son just some things to ask you know and um, sometimes it's just a simple hey I messed up so I um ask that question um, to parents, you know, what, what is um, too far? You know, when do you go too far as a parent? What words have hurt you? Or what words have you said that may have went too far um, as a parent? And how does, how did these words um, affect the person that you were talking to? You know, um, as a parent, you know, sometimes it's words that you say that sometimes you don't even know that the person heard them are sometimes the most hurtful so i say when i'm in parenting situations i'm a um, father of a young girl um, and i try to speak life into her every much every time i get but you know i understand that there's going to be some times that um I'm gonna to have to say things that are not, not good words coming from me or her. So how do you do that? How do you discipline with that without scarring? You know, how do you discipline someone as a parent but don't scar them um, in their life? Um, back to being vulnerable again. I remember um, as a child, I had asked my dad one time, you know, "Hey, um, I need a pair of shoes." And he said, I bought you a pair of shoes last year. And my sisters and stuff just laughed, you know, you know, little jokes. What do you buy? A pair of boots? It's been a whole year, you know, but I don't know if it was vindictive or anything like that. Um, like I said, one thing about parents is parents don't have a rule book. So, But I know that stuck with me. And um, the whole time I was like, when I get my own money, I'm never going to have to worry about shoes or clothes, you know? So now I have too many shoes and too many clothes and I wear the same four or five outfits (laughs) every week. So it's just ironic that how something can be said to you as a child that you carry with you as an adult. So when we talk about Kirk Franklin, I'm thinking, okay, he may have been disrespected, um, but what's the responsibility of the parent to say, okay, this is still my child. And is there a Point as a child or as a parent that he's no longer my child, but he's an adult, so he gets treated just like any other adult in in the world that disrespects me. So where does that line start? Um, There is a thin line between love and hate, but at what is there a point that that line can be crossed with no repercussions as a parent? Um, So that's just something to think about. And some I was thinking about. As, that, um, as I seen that video, because when I first seen it, I was like, yes, I would have cursed them out also. But now that I think about it, I'm like, we may think it's warranted, but at the same time, what is under there that's causing that? And how much effect does words against you calling your son names affect him still at 33 versus you calling an adult those names or an adult calling you that name that's not in your family? So I think as words, we tend to um, get this attitude that, hey, there's a pass in what you say. There probably is. If I, you mean nothing to me, you can say what you want. But if you're my parents, you're my sisters, you're my brothers, those words sting a little bit harder. So at what point do we monitor that? And at what point do we say, okay, I've crossed the line? And at what point is it acceptable? It seems as if Kirk is getting a pass and saying it's acceptable but at the same time it's his son and still how do you reconcile as a son hearing that your dad called you a bitch ass just something to think about i'm not saying i would not have taken kirk franklin's um role in it depending on the on how mad you are but at the same time is that warranted you know at what point as a parent do we say I still have to control my temperature because that's still my child at the end of the day, and this age cancel that out. But it's um, just something to think about as a parent. And you know, going into the um, next topic of even relationships, this is the same thing that happens in relationships. In relationships, you go into a relationship, and once you get comfortable, I always say while you're dating, everything is fine. You get to see everything you want to majority of the time as soon as you get married, all gloves come off because it's this thing that, hey, I have you, you're not going anywhere, I'm not going anywhere. So we're gonna pretty much make it work. And one of the things that I've noticed in some of my relationships is, it's not um, the subtle jabs or stuff that you know that they might say, this is stuff that's, underlying that is brought to you around about or stuff that um you hear from other people um because in relationships you know the words of you and what's going on in your relationship come back to you through a third party that's something um even with wives and and husbands you know as guys we talk about we talk about things even in marriage, hey, this is what's going on and you're supposed to vent. But there have been times that I've vented to my friends and they've came back around and somehow I know I didn't tell anybody else, but it's, it's back in my relationship or coincidentally, the same thing I said is coming out of her mouth. And you know, you're know you like, that where's the coat? So you have to understand that those words that you may feel that you're expressing to your friend it comes back around and it's even more painful because it's coming from a third party. So how do we control those words as a, in a relationship? How do we build up people? Because basically all of this, what it does, it tears you down inside. It starts stripping away your trust. It starts stripping away, um, how you feel as a man, but as a tough exterior, we're still supposed to walk around like it doesn't hurt us, you know? That's one of the things that I always say, I said, most of the guys that are so mean are probably the most hurt. You know, most of the guys that don't want the relationship are probably guys that are the most have been the most hurt in a relationship. So how do we get over that? Um, how do we build that up? Um, what will it take? Will it take another relationship? Will it take that brother pulling you to the side and say, hey, brother, all relationships aren't like this. It takes a relationship modeling it. So how do you build that up in, within yourself? Um, so that's, that's what we need to look at. And from our relationships, it is, it's a cycle. It starts with the parents. It goes into your relationship and then it comes to your kids. I always say people parent, how they were parent. You're either going to learn one or two things from your parents, how to be a parent. No, not how to be a parent. You're going to learn what not to do, or you're going to learn what to do. And normally when you're learning what not to do is because it's something that either you don't like or you experienced. Um, you You can hate a parent so much as a kid that you can make your life the total opposite of what theirs are. Not because they may be showing you this different life, but because you just want to be the opposite of what them. And that goes with the words that people say to you also, like, you're gonna be just like your father. I don't know how many guys have heard that, you're gonna be just like your father. Um, I was watching a show the other day, and first thing this, the mother said when he, she found out that the guy's marriage was not um, working was, just like your father. You're just like your father. Those words was like, okay, wow, what's worse? The divorce or hearing that from your mother saying you're just like your father. So we have to realize that all words have consequences. And as men, we have to realize that, hey, we can say that those words hurt. It's okay to say, hey, Dad, that stung. But how do we say that? Because what happens is those same words that we felt that stung us are the same words we're going to use on our kids. And it's going to be like, well, this is normal. One of the biggest things that we like to say is, well, that's how I was raised. I am a product of that. That's how I'm raised. I like, it was straight by the book, this is what you do. If I say it, you do it, it ain't no question about it. You can ask the question after you do what I told you to do. And I found out um, after raising, trying to raise two boys that, hey, that doesn't always work. It can bring you farther apart than it can bring you together, You know, because it's a different generation. So sometimes the worst words to say are the words that you don't say. The worst words that you can say sometimes is the words that you don't say. And that goes back into a lot of times as men, what we do, we shut down. And we say we don't want to argue. But what does your body language tell you? What does those unsaid word means to your wife? What does those unsaid words means to your children? Some can take it as, hey, he doesn't like me. Some can take it as, hey, he don't want to be married to me, with me anymore some could take the a hey, he he think it's fine for what's going on so those unsaid words is just as powerful as those said words so one of the biggest things we have to work on is communication because we say that relationship our foundation is a relationship and being stable we want the money and all that that's the stability but if you can't communicate to keep that is that your foundation normally your foundation you have to be able to communicate to keep that and it's hard it's hard because this internal struggle sometimes we deal with this ma- with men are i'm a man i need to show strength i need to be strong at the same time we have this big thing is no one's going to re- re- disrespect me or I'm, I'm going to retaliate but what is that what is that inner strength that you want to show outside you know, some of the strongest men are the ones that control their control their anger, you know? Some of the people that get the most respect are the ones that don't have to go looking for it. You carry yourself in a way that you get that respect automatically. And that's what we need to do as men. So I ask as, as a man, you know, why do we have this? Why do we feel that this is the way we have to be? Why are words that we spew out products of what we've heard, we've listened to that came in. Those words mean everything, but we have to start tackling that issue because those words is a product of parenting, is a product of relationships, and is a product of how we're gonna raise our kids, you know? So with that, you know, I try to make sure that all words are there to build people up. So how are we going to build people up? For one, we have to encourage each other as men. Um, as, as a man, you know, it's okay to say, brother, good job. Or walk by and say, hey, man, everything is good. Pick your head up, brother. You know, you see so many men walking around and their head are down, you know, like they have the weight of the world on their shoulder. You do. But holding your head down is only getting you there closer to the weight to get the ground. So lift your head up. You know, you have those broad shoulders. I used to always say, hey, it's okay. I got broad shoulders. You know, that just means that hey, I can carry it. I'm gonna still look forward, but I'm gonna carry it. You know, it's a lot of weight, you know. But hey, I got broad stroke, I got I have broad shoulders. Put it on me because I always believe that hey, nothing comes to me, it's not gonna be too much that I just crumble but if you hold your head down, that's the closer you're gonna to get to crumble. So we have to start in- encouraging each other as men. It doesn't have to be that it's weak. It doesn't have to be that, hey, this brother, I don't know him. Those probably the ones you need to help the most because actually the ones you don't know will probably listen to you before they listen to their own friends. You know. So it's, it's that encouragement. The next one is correction. We have to use our words to correct, you know? We have friends that we know are doing the wrong thing, but yet we don't correct them. I've been doing the wrong thing times and I tell my boys and they just laugh and I'm like, that ain't right in the back of my mind. But we don't get that correction because if you're living up to this ideal of what a man is supposed to be, correction is not really a factor you're a man you're allowed to do what you want to do so your boys correcting you unless you do something drastic is not always the right thing you know i have friends now that tell me hey you know it's it's sort of normal now hey brother you, you think you're doing the right thing you know we can sit down and actually say hey brother you're wrong you need to go back and do this and you need to go back and do that whether they do it or not is a different thing but at the same time you should be able to be comfortable because you shouldn't have friends around as men that won't correct you when you need it. You know? Um, one of the parts of breaking a cycle is you don't have to have a strong, strong father all the time. But if you have strong men around you to show you, because you can you don't, you should never stop learning. As a man, you should never stop learning. Um, no man knows everything, you know? And I think we get so caught up as I'm, a, I'm my own man. No, somebody built you. You learned how to be a man by the closest man that was in your life, whatever kind of man that was. That's how you learn how to be a man. So a lot of those traits that you may have seen that you thought were bad, you probably picked those same traits up. I know there are some times I've been like, oh my God, that's the same thing I heard from my dad. Oh my God, that's the same thing I heard from such and such. Because you, you, you only learn by what you see. You learn by what you see, what you hear, and anything you use your senses, that's how you learn. So you can't see something for the most of your life and not mirror it, mirror it. You may think you can't, or you may think you've, but it's going to manifest in another way. So we have to start building ourselves and building each other up by correcting us when we're wrong, even especially the young guys. We're scared to correct a young guy now. I understand why some of them want this hard feeling, but those are the ones that are hurting. And it's all about how you say it, you know. You don't have to be harsh with it. Hey, brother, pull your pants up. Whether they do it or not, that's on them. But you gave the correction. Sometimes all they have to do is hear it. Sometimes all they have to do is see it. The way you carry yourself makes them want to carry them themselves. So, you'll be surprised at how many people watch you that you don't know are watching you. So, correction is very big. We need to use our words as correction and self care. I think one of the things that's um, missing as men that we don't do is self care. We don't take care of ourselves. And when I say take care of ourselves, we don't speak life into our own selves. You know? If you want to be a man, tell yourself that I'm a man. I'm a man. I can do this. You know, it's it's not all about, you know, waiting for someone else to instill that in you. Sometimes you have to speak life into yourself. And I say that every time, you know, sometimes it comes off arrogance, sometimes it doesn't. But as long as you know the difference between arrogance, humble and speaking life into yourself, There's a balance. You have to do it because if you don't speak it into yourself, who's going to speak it in? Speak it for you. So, what I wanted on this as this podcast is just like sit here and talk about stuff like this. You know, what has caused you to be the way you are? What words has caused you to be the way you are? You know, those words you have said to somebody else. In relationships, you repeated the same thing with words, and those silent words that we use as men is probably the most destructive. I um was married, you know, and whenever I always say I hate to argue, I hate to I hate to argue. Even now, I used to be like I, I I hate to argue. So when I would not argue, I would just shut down and be like, unless we're talking, I'm not going to say anything. Those words are very destructive, because this is what happens. They're interpreted as something totally different. Sometimes when we shut down, women take those words as, I. the surprise for me was, it was taking the best part of your game to manipulate me, to tear down my confidence. So your quietness takes a different feel for, you, for the woman that's in your life. Those unsaid words to women means, maybe I'm not enough as a woman, maybe I'm not enough as a wife. So us being quiet as men is not always the right thing to do. So we have to figure out how to channel that, what to say. Even if we just say, hey, now is not the time, let's cool down and come back within an hour. A lot of problems would have been solved if. That would have just been said. But just shutting down doesn't give the other person anything to do. You know, as men, we have people shut down. us. we think we won. We won. We won the conversation because we don't like to talk anyway. So if you shut down, that's good. You understand where I'm coming from. But we have to figure out how to how to channel that, how to correct that. And the biggest thing we have to do is learn how to speak that life into ourselves. You know, being young, older, Black men, especially in today's society, I used to say, you have to work harder. You have to um, be 10 times better. No, you don't. You just have to be true to yourself and know that, hey, I'm prepared for where I'm at in this world. I've done the work, now it's time to reap the benefits. And that's what I tell myself every time in the morning. Sometimes it's hard to go to work because I'm like, I'm still proving myself. Every time I go to work, I have to prove myself, especially being on a new job, I have to prove myself. But when I wake up in the mirror, I just tell myself, I did the work, I know I'm prepared. So let's go reap the benefits. i say that to myself every day I get in the mirror. I did the work because I know I did the work. Let's reap the benefits. And I go into work every day and I do it. When I walk out of work, I know that I did my best. I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. I'm not going to sit here and say, I got to work 10 times harder. No, I'm going to give you eight to five every day. I'm not going to give you any overtime. I'm not good, unless it's a project, but I'm not going to give you any more because I did the work. This is what you hired me for. This is what I'm giving you. I'm not trying to compete or prove myself to anybody. Let my work speak for itself. At the end of the day, if somebody else's work is better than mine, then they're a better person. But there's not too many people that I think can do what I do better than me. That's not being cocky. That's just the confidence that we need as Black men. And I think we will be better once we learn that. But like I said, this is the first podcast. Nobody showed up, but hey, I'm not discouraged. Life goes on, podcast goes on, but this is what we do. This is what I was called to do. This is each one pull one up, E1P1U. Giants don't destroy, they build the unimaginable. What giant are you building today? All right. Um, Thanks again. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Take care. Peace.